Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We've got a special guest joining us today along with my co-host PJ. We've got a good friend Taylor joining us on the pod today. Taylor, PJ, how are you guys? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. I'm excited to talk some draft. Make sure you guys are uh, refreshing your Twitter feeds during the pod because I'm sure something will break while we're talking today. It's been a while, a couple of days. Um, Everyone's going to get traded except for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, so we're going to have to dive into that. He, you know, he's getting warned to not go towards a, uh, what was it, like a, a volatile situation in Cleveland when they just got to the finals. So who knows what's going on with him? It seems every year there's a lot of talk and no action when it comes to Jimmy Butler, but maybe this is the year. Uh, but we have a ton to to go through and a ton to go through before we even have a chance to talk about the draft but uh let's start with those very cavaliers that are in the midst of a volatile situation after their uh podcast (laughs) almost almost as volatile as this podcast but not quite uh david griffin is out as out as the gm with the Cavs. weren't able to come to a uh contract extension and the teams agreed to part ways after all day there was chatter that the Cavs were trying to acquire Paul George they're putting feelers out for Jimmy Butler so this seemed to come out of nowhere LeBron throws in a nice little subtweet saying that you know he believed in uh, David Griffin and appreciated what he did and you want I, me to read the I tweet mean, yeah 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 read the tweet yeah. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. LeBron goes, uh, if no one appreciated you, Griff, I did. And hopefully all the people of Cleveland. Thanks for what you got. What you did for the team for three years, we got us one championship. Emoji. Emoji champ, yeah. Emoji. Most <laughs> preface emoji. emoji. It's important that the people know their emojis. NBA offseason is all about the emojis. It's important to remember the emojis. So is is this a big deal or not? I feel like this just gives the opportunity for LeBron to step in as full time GM. Oh, I think it's a pretty big deal. Like, I would, uh, I'd argue that if uh, you lose lose something once and you get it back, you shouldn't open up the door for that thing to walk out again. This thing being maybe the top four, top three greatest players of all time. Um, it just is a really dumbass move on Dan Gilbert's part. Um, but what's crazy, that thing is floating around, is that Dan Gilbert has never extended a GM in the 12 years since he's on the team. No one has yeah, gotten which a second I, contract. Which that's, is crazy. Yeah, that's dumb. It's, that's, it's really bad management, and it's like the minute LeBron sends us <laughs> out, it's like you're already pissing off your boy. Like if he, that's just like a reason for him to be like, all right, I'm done after this year. Absolutely, and also you fire him. What is that? Less than a week before the draft. Yeah. Like, the new guy has no scouting done whatsoever. So, he's just blindly yeah operating in the draft. He uh he evidently left like a plan or like a like a lineup of plans to uh possibly um like. A ways to acquire like a roadmap to acquire Jimmy Butler but um yeah it's not great to to have it happen then like it would have made more sense like immediately at the end of the season you do it or something but or at least wait a week let him draft someone make some trades or whatever well yeah you get awkward 
you get an awkward situation when you get a guy drafting that <laughs> might not be there. Um, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm kind of – I don't understand the timing of it uh, just because there was clearly so much activity coming from the Cavs all day and then, boom, he's gone. And I, I, get, I get the point where you want – uh, you don't want a GM that you're not planning on being there to be drafting for you, especially if he doesn't think he's going to be there. Because what's the incentive to draft, you know, anyone decent? But I don't know. I mean, the, I don't know. I don't even know. The Cavs don't have a pick in the first round. Uh, yeah, and like not a pick to the second round. So like, it doesn't. It just doesn't add up. Like something must have happened. And I don't know if it was yeah. a disagreement between pulling the trigger on a trade or not. But you got to think that it may yeah. be something like that. <clears throat> Well, what I've heard or whatever is that it was kind of like a it was some money, but it was also kind of positionally like what would who would have like what power and kind of the checks and balances of the uh, organization, but um, which is dumb because it's also like of all this years, like even if it was just like a year, like you just extend them one more, you give them a year, and then it's like let's touch base, but it doesn't make sense to switch like this crucial moment of the franchise when LeBron has the option to leave next year you have like very little as far as like you're saying all sort of assets to work with to um necessarily I can prove this team and you have a daunting task of having to try to build a roster that can possibly beat the Warriors like you should probably have the guy that's been here since <laughs> this era of the Cavs has started familiar with everyone uh is well liked by your best player um also he beat the warriors yeah he beat the war like yeah i mean i uh i'm not sure what other um person and i i will talk about the chauncey billups thing i'm sure but oh god like what that (laughs) how that situation works out yeah well because that's the thing right is that uh i mean yeah the the Cavs lost two out of three finals here but I don't think that you can put any blame on David Griffin for not putting them in position to potentially win. I mean, they uh, three years ago when they or two years ago when the Cavs made it, I think that if you have a healthy Kyrie and you have a healthy Kevin Love, I mean, it went six without those two guys. You could, I mean, you got to think that series is at least going seven, and they have a good shot to win. They win the next year, and then this year, you know, they were overmatched, but. I don't think there was a move that was out there for them to make that they didn't make. I mean, Bogut going during going down hurt them like the second that they signed the guy, uh, and then Darren Williams and some of their other role players just didn't really step up to the plate. And Kevin Durant and the stars and the Warriors played well and they lost. But what else can you ask of the guy? Like he's he's putting good three point shooters and making every trade that he can around LeBron to get the best team out there and it's so it's it's very weird that he would be leaving because if lebron's happy with the guy why why you push him out right but yeah i don't have an answer to that like the black thing, <laughs> like, like i mean david goes, david david blatt david went blatt. after <laughs> went he got fired after he went 31 and 10 to start a season so because lebron didn't want him there team. right and that's so that makes sense that makes more sense than this does yeah, I um, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I don't know if either of you are gonna be able to answer this, but um, can someone tell me what about Chauncey? Not to say Chauncey Billups isn't qualified to run a basketball operation, but like, 
what has Chauncey Billups done since he retired that makes him qualified to run this particular basketball operation at this particular time? And, like, how is how is that, like, your lead option? Well, he's about to do the big three, so that's got comfort something. <laughs> is he really? Like, yeah. yeah, he's a he's a. I have not right? been paying enough attention on Big Three, but if well, he's on damn a team, it, Ultra, that's... you better because we're doing Big Three pods in this this the point forward. We'll be covering the Big Three. Does the league start? Does that start on starts, the twenty sixth? I want to say it starts very soon. Yeah, it's going to say soon for sure. You have to F- pick your allegiances. FS one. I will. I'm going to set a recording right now. <laughs> yeah, set your allegiances. Mine's on the. I think. I haven't said it's a killer threes or um, what's the I like the Richard Lewis team. I can't remember who else on the Richard Lewis team out the top of my head. This is the second time Richard Lewis has come up in conversations with me today, which is mm, weird. That's wow. Weird. That's really weird. Yeah, we talked about the magic at work. Oh, I've got the rosters here. Sorry, killer threes. No, it is the it's uh that's that's Chauncey Billups's team. He's the captain of um. With Reggie Evans, Larry Hughes, Brian Cook, Stephen Jackson, and Charles Oakley's the coach. Um, where's my squad? I was looking. Doing my Francesca impression. And, um... No, that's the team, I think. That's the team I was I was in on. And can't find the team with, uh... Where's Richard Lewis? Hmm. Anywho... We'll, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I do not have an answer for you. So, <laughs> I don't have an answer for you for Chauncey. He, I don't know from Chauncey's point of view. I know you have to get your foot in the door somewhere, but why would you want this to be your first situation? Like you, you don't have much wiggle room. You get to try to make a, you get to make one trade. You got to try to make a trade to make LeBron happy. But ultimately, what happens is up to LeBron, not really you. Uh, I don't know why I want to do it. You yeah. have no young assets either. You have, I think your next first round draft pick is 2019. Yeah. So why, yeah, it's dumb. I mean, they would, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, your first gig, it just doesn't make sense, like, why you'd want this one. Like, you're kind of being set up to fail. Um, the pressure of it, I just, I mean, yeah, if you really just want the job and you really, really think you can do it, but it's like, I think like and plus like for an owner that's proven he's not you're not gonna get the second contract to this point. Like what makes Chauncey think he's got the ability to like you just let a guy that had twenty five years of experience in the league walk and who won a championship for them. Uh so like yeah, what are, uh I don't know what Chauncey really thinks, uh like how he's gonna do it differently or like does he have that special like move that move he's like oh yeah i know i know just what we have to do here to fix this whole thing to beat the warriors because i would say no one knows that exact thing to beat the warriors i know chauncey was there for all every game of the finals covering it for espn but you know what did he see that he didn't one say on air and like two like no one else like has thought of or saw what could you do I mean, Shumpert is probably the most movable asset, but his contract sucks. And Shumpert in love. Yeah, I mean... A lot of people think they can move Tristan, too. Uh, I don't really see it. I, yeah, it depends I, where. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... Like, of the teams that they're supposedly talking to, and, like, 
that would want. I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe the Magic will take him. Maybe Brooklyn will take him. Maybe Brooklyn yeah. take. Oh, then they could get Mozgov pair him up with Mozgov. Yeah, <laughs> get the band back together. What was that? Le- no, was I mean LeBron maybe the draw. Maybe the draw with Chauncey is that you you're getting a player in there and that he has good relationships with the players and they that would help and swing coach. some yeah. veteran free agents and stuff. But outside of that, I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not uh I'm not sure about that part. Um, but you know. It's, uh, I mean, in a way, like, if it, the nice thing about this being set up this way is that, like, we do get the drama of, like, will LeBron leave? So that's, like, kind of fun. But also, I don't really want LeBron to go to the Lakers, if we're being honest. If we're in a circle of trust right now, this is a pot of trust. Well, let's, there's going to be so much talk about this. I don't, that's too early to say. I just want to be on the ground floor of saying I don't want LeBron on the Lakers. I think that would be lame. I just want to say Operation Banana Boat once, so I'm good after that. That's it. Like, I just want to say Operation Banana Boat. Go on. Yeah, I mean, that would be fun. I just think we're, Wait. I mean, Chris Paul is going to get locked into that fat deal this year, so that ain't happening, I don't think. With the Spurs, you're right. Oh, do you actually think that's possible? Well, I'd say the paw declining his player option was as clear an indicator that that's the move they're trying to make. Um, so I can't say it's not going to happen. I, uh, I mean, we have to see what happens with Tony Parker and you know all that stuff. But but don't you think like the rule that they adopted in the C- the new CBA was for Chris Paul that you can get at age 35 a five-year max at 35% of the cap. I mean, he's turning down just tens of millions of dollars to go to the Spurs. Maybe a, maybe a ship means that much to him, man. I mean, it's possible, but... I mean, he's getting that State Farm money, so he's probably good. <laughs> True. Let's uh, let's move on to some a lot of trade speculation. Like we've The big names have been thrown out in the last couple of days. Some expected some not expected uh speaking of hey can we uh share uh before we get into the other ones one that taylor just pulled up on uh as a potential i want to get your live like instant reaction to this proposal all right no i'm putting taylor on the spot oh you're uh, making me read it i didn't i didn't record it i didn't remember mentally in my head it's involving your favorite basketball team Oh, so Wes Matthews and number nine. Yeah, uh, apparently they talked about Wesley Matthews and the number nine pick for Rubio and the number seven, but talks are dead. Oh, they're dead. That's the last thing. Quote dead. Uh, so you're losing a little bit of salary cap. Well, you're probably a net pretty close to even with going from seven you're not to nine with the nets. you're not trading with the nets in this situation <laughs> well as as much as i'd like as much as i'd like to get rid of rubes i'm not even acknowledging that I, as much as i'd like to get rid of rubes yeah. contract i uh i don't want to take on wesley matthews contract and i really want to we're gonna get this in the draft later and all making my uh who i'd like to see fall to the Timberwolves at seven, but if they're at nine, I don't think they're getting either of these two guys. So the two guys I'd like to see fall to the T Wolves. I don't really like that. I'm glad the talks are dead. 
Run Rubes back one more year. Why not? Well, I think got a lot of reasons why not. Um, maybe not enough time on this pod to go through them, but um, yeah, we can save that. Yeah, I just all right. I didn't know it was dead. I thought that was still a thing. Still going on now. Mm, sad. Um, yeah, let's get back to the regularly scheduled trade rumors then. I was trying to get you. So I was trying to get let's. You uh, well, let's start with Jimmy Butler. We've talked about him a little bit already. So, do either of you two? Let's start with you, Taylor. Do you think that this trade A is going to happen before or after the deadline, or not at all? I don't think it's going to happen at all because Bulls management is incompetent. They're the worst. Yep. But you agree, PJ? Yeah. Yep. I don't see why they couldn't talk the Celtics into the Nets pick and whatever the additional pick they just got for uh, moving back two spots and then maybe try to get a throw-in player, which is more than a throw-in player, but, like, say, I don't know, a Jay Crawford, and then they would still have Jimmy Butler and then presumably oh, I want. Uh, Jackson or Tatum. Jackson makes a little more sense to me. And they could still potentially, if they – if they're smart moves and players make a run at um, Gordon Hayward, and that would just be a great defensive backcourt, and they can still shoot and score. So, But the Bulls are incompetent. There's no way they end up trading him. And if they do trade him, it's going to be something stupid for, like, I don't know, Courtney Lee and Joakim Noah again because they missed him. Who's the second Cameron Payne? That's who they'll get for him. Yeah. Uh, It'd be cool. Ideally, we would trade with your Timberwolves. Also, they're my second favorite team because they're I fucking love Cam. God damn. <laughs> well, I would like to see that trade too. I'm way more in favor of it this draft uh, than last draft. I was <laughs> drinking really? that Chris. Really? I was drinking that Chris Dunn Kool Aid last draft, but uh, some tainted Kool Aid in retrospect would have liked to have seen that trade go down. I wonder, I do wonder though, I don't think that the, the Levine number three pick and I don't know, like Levine number three and, or sorry, number five, seven, seven. last year though. I think uh, last year is number five, yeah. Levine and Rubio that was for Butler. But Levine and, Actually, I want Levine and seven would be too I much. I got Gorgie Levine and s- that looks better. But I also don't really want Levine and ACLs. We were kind of yeah, uh, yeah. We kind of have an ACL. Um, we're kind of anti ACL injury policy in the Chicago Bulls uh, Is right anyone now. Anyone pro ACL? No, injury? but like I really just I can't go through that again emotionally. I'm not strong enough yet. That's fair. I, Much like the ACLs. Yeah. My my emotions have not built up the scar tissue, much like Derrick Rose's knees. Um, yeah, yeah, probably stay away from the knee injuries. I, I understand yeah, that that's kind of yeah. – that's probably it's a, a touchy dead. subject. Yeah. Yeah. Touchy subject. I would just like to say, uh, as far as Jimmy Butler trades go, um, and my – one, I would signal everyone back to our trade deadline pod on um, the angry fuck Garpax rant I went on then. 
about all of those things. But, um, yeah, I pretty much knew it wasn't going to happen the minute Dwayne Wade opted in. Um, that was my, oh, crap, now I'm nervous thing. Before the, like, eight hours of bliss I was living in where it was, like, all these people wanted Jimmy and, like, reports like, well, if they rebuilt, Dwayne Wade would opt out. I was like, fantastic, let's please, oh, please, oh, please, just move Jimmy. Um was looking at the Suns roster. I was putting together trades with the Lakers and Cavs and the Bulls. Um, I pretty much know what I would want on the Celtics, but um, I can see from their position why they wouldn't want to do the trade. But um, from the Lakers' perspective, uh, the Lakers-Cavs thing was, to me, like kind of nice, but then it was also like, if the Lakers are trying to turn around and get LeBron, it doesn't make sense if they're dealing with the Cavs right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Phoenix, you know, if I could get that pick, that would be lovely. And my boy Marquise Chris, I wouldn't be too upset with that. And maybe Eric Bledsoe. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking lots of things. But then I saw Dwayne Wade opt in and then, like, see the report a couple hours after that that, Jimmy told the Cavs he doesn't want to leave the Bulls. Um, but in my response to that is just because Jimmy doesn't want to leave the Bulls doesn't mean the Bulls shouldn't want Jimmy to leave. Uh, because, yeah, I, if, if the Bulls could somehow get in the top five of this draft, that would be ideal. I would, I mean, it would be basically I'd want, like, an established somewhat younger player, but like just an established player and that pick and i would pretty much like say that's fine so if they traded if they traded if they made a deal with the suns at four who would you want the bulls to take uh i would well at four that's not fun uh what four i would really hope that the celtics are going to take josh jackson then we get jason tatum if it goes which i mean this is going to delve into what i'm thinking of the draft portion of this pod but if it was like if it went uh if it goes Fultz, Ball, Tatum or Jackson. Well if Tatum's off the board, I'd want him to take DeAndre Fox. Uh De'Aaron. De'Aaron Fox, sorry. De'Aaron Fox. Sorry, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, uh get his name right. <laughs> yeah, damn it, that's my bad. Uh I would want them to take either De'Aaron Fox or Jason Tatum. Would be the two at four. One of those guys. What if it was yeah. five, say, Terrence Ross, Alfred Payton, and the number five pick for Jimmy Butler? I mean, I don't really like <laughs> that trade at all, but no. that's something that the Bulls would do because they're incompetent assholes. What five I want, I'll, I mean, I'll take any of those other. I just would not really want to end up with Josh Jackson in a Jimmy Butt-like situation. I'm just not feeling that as much. We'll get to that later. More trade talk. If I can get one of those other four dudes somehow. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Jimmy's going to stay. Everyone else is going to get traded. I don't think Paul George is going to get traded. What's the point? It would be a one-year rental for anyone else because... Other than the Lakers. Other than the Lakers. And the Lakers know they can just wait a year. I think you could get traded by the late. I I mean, that's what we're going to talk about next, right, Ultra? Yeah, let's move on to Paul George. And I think he's going to go. I do, too. I think he's, like, the. I mean, what makes the most sense to me is it's going to happen on Thursday night 
but it'll be like the Lakers will take probably Lonzo, and then depending on what the Pacers are doing, it's just like they're going to try to engage teams all the way through. But like outside of like the top five, ten guys, like because they have those two, well, right they got the Nets pick. And they have that late, other late pick, right? So they have two picks, like 27 and 28. Yep. Uh, they have, yeah, something. So, like, if they moved both those dudes, and then you did, like, you move those two picks, and you give them, like, Jordan Clarkson and Randall, or you give them, like, Something and like you try to move the Dane contract. If you, I mean, if you could unload the Dane contract in this too, that'd be fantastic. That'd be pretty nice. Um, I don't see why the um, Pacers would want that, but yeah, I mean, if you, I wouldn't give up a ton though. It's like if I'm the Lakers, and it's like I think this guy's gonna come next year. But if there's some stuff that you're like looking long term, you're like, oh, I could see where this is like a hiccup. And I like Julius Randle. Kind of seems like he would be the, one of those <laughs> those set hiccups with what they're trying to formulate. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to them moving like Randle twenty seven and twenty eight, or maybe you know Randle Clark Randle Dang twenty seven twenty eight. Um, you know maybe the Lakers have to take something else back that the Pacers try to unload, but like. Outside of that, like, that's probably the most I would get. Like, I don't think you're going to get much for him besides that. But, I mean, because I think what, like, from my perspective, if I was Indiana, what I would try to do is be like, okay, I'm going to trade. If I trade Paul George after, like, the top five and I can at least get picks, like, I can get those two back-end picks and then I have 18, like, maybe I can bump, jump up two three spots from a team wanting to trade back and then like maybe i get a guy i like like maybe i could go up to like 13 or 4 you know maybe i can get the heat's pick maybe the heat want to move back or something you know there's there's teams kind of in between outside of the top 12 that i think would would move back so maybe you then if you get those later picks like maybe you can entertain that and try to give yourself an ability to get a guy you're really sold on in this draft, like in that middle round. But yeah, it doesn't make sense to me like holding on to him this year. And it's like, I don't even see making sense to get him trade, like holding on to him till the deadline, because it's like, at that point you're only dealing with the Lakers and you're just not going to get anything for like the Lakers are, not the Lakers are not going to nix themselves and like give you all like their players to just get a guy they can get next year. Yeah, that's not going to happen from the Lakers. I don't think. I mean, if I'm if I'm the Nuggets, I'm making a run for yeah, Paul, Paul George, George. for um, a year. I mean, I think they could do something like that. That team hasn't had any. The Nuggets haven't had so, anything to look forward to. So the only other team that's like so the Cavs then, I think is something Yeah, the Cavs the Cavs is the most likely. I don't know why they're I think it's going to happen after the draft for that reason. I think that the Pacers are going to try to get young assets and picks up until the draft. I don't think they're going to make it work. 
And then the cat, the PG for Kevin Love thing just seems too easy to me. Me, but I don't really get what you're getting out of. I mean, I think you match up a lot better against the Warriors with that lineup than. No, I'm saying from the Pacers, like, why would the Pacers want to settle on Kevin Love? It's a name that they can sell to the fans. Yes, I. And he's someone you could build around. He's only 27 years old. You can start him with power forward. He can play in the post. Oh. You can run your offense around him. I mean. Yeah. I mean, from that perspective, yeah, if you're just looking to still try to make the playoffs in the East. Well, just like something to build around, right? Like, they have a, they, they have cap room. They I will have cap room this. They're not building around Kevin Love. I don't think he's good enough to carry a team. He'd be a stopgap. Like, he would be a guy just that's going to get you 20. He'll get you 25 and. Ten. Like he'll go back to his Minnesota numbers. Um so like yeah, you help yourself like stay in the middle of the back of the um of the east and like make the playoffs is like that's your goal. I mean I would almost look at the like the Rockets to me almost seems like a more entertaining idea, like to move Paul George there. Because then it's like Maybe you could get Ryan Anderson and Lou like Lou Williams for Paul George. Like that Ryan Anderson contract is garbage too, though. Yeah, but is I mean, like eighty million over four years. Is that right? Something, something like that. close to that. Yeah, I mean, you'd be locking up a little bit more, but it's like I don't know is that. I mean, maybe yeah, the Kevin Love thing. I I I know I see what you mean, and like I get it, but it's also like. If you're dealing in those waters, you're just getting like pro ready players at this point. Like I don't, I would like the Rockets. I think they become in play. No, I agree with you. I think that if they can get a couple pieces, they'd rather have that. But if you can get a superstar has a couple years on your contract, right? But I mean, like, it's not a bad. It's not an awful return. At least they're getting that instead of, and you know, you could always flip Love when he has a year left, like. I mean, you have options with yeah. Kevin Love and some time where Paul George, it's you know he's gone. Right. But you could do that with Lou Williams. Like, I was thinking like the Lou Williams, Ryan Anderson, like maybe Pat Beverly, like something like that, where it's like maybe you get those guys and it's like, but you're planning to deal those dudes then at the deadline. And maybe you can get someone that's like looking at Ryan Anderson. You can maybe catch a team, but also it's like who's – Who's going to be trying at the deadline to go, you know, who's going to be trying to compete and, and, and need it because they think they can, you know, make a run at the Warriors or the Cavs? I think that they, if they're going to move Ryan Anderson, they're going to have to get a third team involved. Uh, yeah, probably. Which might help. I mean, that might help. That's that's another, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point because then you, maybe you get something that isn't Kevin. I just, like, I, if I was the, the Pacers, I just don't see, like, how getting Kevin Love is really doing much more than you're like, we need something to keep us afloat right now, and then we're going to decide on a move after that. But, like, if you're looking at any way to, like, try to use this Paul George thing and give you any chance of, like, a slight rebuild or, like, the steps towards that, like, I'm looking at trying to talk, get something done with the Lakers. If that's where he wants to go, if it's, like, I mean, it's beneficial for the Lakers if he's there, but I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I do think he's going to get moved. I would think, so you think he's going to get moved though after the tra- after the draft. I do. Taylor, you don't think he's going to get moved? No. And I think he's going to get moved during the draft. So. So, you, so you think that Paul George will just become a free agent and go to L.A.? Yeah, I mean. Should be the dumbest. I mean. Man, like, the Pacers are dumb if they don't deal him before the deadline at the very least. If they try to do some sort of sign and trade too, that way he can get more money. But yeah, that's true. I, I think mean, he's kind of got. Him I could see that happening. Sign trade's had, not bad. Yeah, but he's got me at disadvantage because he's said, "I'm going to the Lakers." Like that's where I want to go. I mean, he hasn't officially said that, but that's pretty much what he said. So yeah, it's happening. Yeah, they can't unless he goes to. somewhere and wins a championship. That's happening. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, Let's, I think uh, the Rockets is like attractive for him. Like I don't know. No, that'd be oh no, Harden and no, yeah, no state income tax. Yeah, no state income tax. You get to play with James Harden. Uh, that would that would be interesting. Although if you're having to give up all these other pieces to to sign him, I think that team's gonna be interesting. Like Patrick Beverly just fits in really nicely with that team when you have James Harden sure. controlling the ball and he just helps him a ton on the defensive end. So if you're having to cut salary and get rid of him, and for like. Ryan Anderson's contract is terrible. That guy probably won three or four games for the Rockets last year just with the shooting because uh, he's he gets hot sometimes. But then again, he's not going to do you any favors in the playoffs yeah. as we saw against the Spurs. Yeah, the Bulls need to bring Pat Beverly home. I want Pat Beverly on every single team. I like would every love team. Pat Beverly. Yeah, he's Bulls. a guy. He's a guy you hate playing against, but any team would want to have him. But like, if the Bulls are gonna get rid of Rondo, like, let me be, be replaced with Pat Beverly. I was talking to one of my coworkers today about just how fucking badass Pat Beverly would be on the Timberwolves because he immediately gives them toughness, defense, and three point shooting at the point guard position, which is what the Bulls need. Pretty much everything that Rubio is not. Ooh. Yeah, shots I mean, fired. I ultra. What, I, not sure what they could give up for the guy, but yeah, I, I mean, that, that would be great. Yeah. We'll take that stuff. salary though. Shabazz. We'll give you like uh, give up. <laughs> oh, I I don't think. Well, if they're trying to cut salary, they wouldn't take roots. I mean, that's I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, you uh, couldn't tell the joking in my voice? I couldn't. You're a tough read sometimes, PJ. Let's, uh, I mean, we'll have to wait and see on Paul George. I do think he ends up going. But let's, one player's name that got thrown out yesterday that completely caught me off guard, but it's starting to make sense to me a little bit, is uh, Chris Tapsporzingis with the Knicks. What? No. You've come around. You're on Phil's side of this? So I'm not. If they could get a haul, I think it could make sense. Because you have KP, the whole we're the Knicks, we we play in New York, we can get big name free agents. That hasn't worked. So if you can get Chris Tapps and trade him to Boston or something and get a couple first rounders and a couple wings that are valuable in today's NBA, then. Hey, I'm. It's not a. It's not a terrible plan. Uh, I mean, but when the plan is, I'm gonna trade Kristaps because I like Laurie Markin because he reminds me of Kristaps. Like, I. Well, that's don't. ridiculous. So don't get me started on my Laurie Markin piece. Can come. You later. got his jersey but, ready, right? 
You've got that thing printed, uh, right? When John don't. And Isaac doesn't fall to seven. This is a mean. Uh, this is very mean. I'm not gonna partake in this. Oh, I'm salty, don't. man. Hey, I want. Hey, nothing would make this pod healthier than as if Jimmy Butler got traded to the Wolves. For the pod, the morale, and overall, like everyone would be much happier. But I've got a guy that I need to move, and you're talking about a guy that they sh- a team shouldn't move, and like spinning it. Because it's, like, ridiculous. Like, they should be – they should not be tr- thinking about trading Kristaps. They should not be doing any of that. They should be trying to get him to answer their phone call. Um, they should be building around him and giving yeah. him everything he wants. Well, I – a big reason ahead. why I think this isn't an awful decision is because it seems like this relationship is not going so well. Like, uh, maybe – Yeah, so you get rid of Phil. Like, the Knicks have already screwed this up. So, yeah, I mean, getting rid of Phil, I think, makes more sense than trading Chris Tapps, But <laughs> yeah. it doesn't seem yeah. like – I mean, he's gotten this far, and they, I haven't heard anything about, you know, them considering firing Phil. It seems like he's there to stay. So, I, you know, KP, uh, it's – if you're not getting an absolute haul for him, if I yeah, yeah you're, you're holding on to the guy. But if you can – I mean, the – the Nuggets, I don't know if they have enough, but Boston has enough that they could hand off to them. And like, you have a starting lineup with what you could get from Boston. Right. I mean, yeah, like if, if Boston really gave them like the mega offer, like that would be the only team where I, I could see it's like if Boston really offered them the house and like feels like, oh, yeah, I'm talking about it. I, you know, I'm listening to offers to anyone. Like, can't turn down that. Like, that could really help. But, um, I really like the small internet theory that Phil's doing all this because he's trying to win Genie Bus back, and it's like oh. his his showing of his like love for her. It's like if you truly love me, you'd trade Kristaps. I mean, I Evan Turner is a genius for throwing that out yesterday. I mean, yeah. Shout out to Evan Turner. I've been on following Evan Turner's social media since. Sophomore year or freshman year of high school. Yeah. Um, Colin Pryor. Yeah. <laughs> Saw him play in high school. I'm. I have like. I'm in the low key inside. I'm like on the personal Facebook page of Evan Turner. I'm Facebook friends with him. I'm like his personal page. But of all the years of following him, like nothing interesting's come of that. And then he let off that like the last two days. Evan Turner has been like the funniest person on Twitter. Probably because he's got his money and he's like, yeah, I'm pretty much set. Like, if I get traded or anything, like, I'm still going to get that money. All right. Um, Who do you guys think Kristaps could even go, though? Like, besides the Celtics. That's it. Who can offer anything that Just the Celtics. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's it, right? I mean, I don't know who else, unless you're trying to get a different star from him but then i don't really i don't get well, the there point was, then there was like a one like devin booker and four for chris stops which i don't like i don't like that either you don't if like that the from Suns. the Knicks perspective okay so if you're the if Knicks, you're the yeah. Knicks, you would do oh. that oh yeah in a heartbeat yeah i mean if you get devin booker four and eight like yeah yeah, you're in a good spot right there. Yeah, but if yeah. I'm if if I was the Suns, I'd be trying to move like 
yeah, Bledsoe, Four, and like Christ or Alex Len or like any anything. I would not if I'm bringing on Kristaps. I'm trading everything you want but Devin Booker. Yeah, I mean, I think the Suns would be crazy to do that. I think that that's been discussed and it was shot down. But and then uh, let's move on from KP. Uh, I don't think that that's going to end up happening. Um, no. It's crazy. Uh, DeAndre Jordan got thrown out yesterday. That the Clippers are actually kind of testing the market to see what they get back from DeAndre Jordan. And I just I, finding a suitor for him, I think, is going to be difficult. Mavs. Uh, just, yeah. And with, do you think they would? <laughs> no, I mean that's not happening. No, no. Way. Harrison Barnes. I admit the contract is about even, but that'd be a terrible trade. Um, yeah, I don't Clippers. really know where they take him. I don't know where the Clippers would send him. The Clippers are in a bad spot. They're in a really. They're bad in spot. a very bad spot. Because people forget that they also gave up their. 2019 pick so if and it's not lottery protected just completely given up so in two years if Blake Griffin leaves Chris Paul leaves the Jazz are going to have a very nice pick mm. fuck the Jazz you don't like the Jazz? God, no I fucking love Rudy Gobert he's a huge I mean, I like, person a I like Gobert too person. He's very fun to watch live because he makes everyone else look very small. But I'm con- contractually obligated every time I hear Rudy Gobert's name to go. That man is ginormous, biggest <laughs> he's man. So, he's so I don't big. think I could ever see Rudy Gobert in person because my brain would literally end up everywhere. It would just blow up because humans shouldn't be that size. I stood next to Hashim Tabit once, and that was super intimidating. He's close to Rudy Gobert. Just not good. Yeah, no, not good at all. But he's close. He's close though. Yeah, and I'm six seven, and I was six seven at the time, and I was looking up to him. Like I've never had to look up to anyone. It was insane. Well, you shouldn't yeah, look insane. up to seem to beat. <laughs> That's why I'm not in the pros right now. I would stare at his belly button. Be like, I won't. I refuse to look up to you. So uh, let's really quick talk about the two trades that did happen yesterday. Um, shockingly. Dwight Howard getting shipped off to Charlotte. <laughs> Shipping off to Charlotte. Oh. For Miles Plumley. Miles um, Plumley, who am I blanking on here? They flip they flip picks. Miles Plumley and then one other wing that I'm blanking on his name from for the Hornets that got flipped over to the Hawks. Bellinelli? Uh, it was Bellinelli. Bellinelli. Thank you. Marco Bellinelli. Um, Marco. I, what a weird trade. I mean, I I, I don't even know so how to really weird. react. I I'm still digesting this one. I don't even really know how I feel about <laughs> so it. Weird. At first, at first I was like, I can't believe Charlotte's taking out his contract. But then I looked at Miles Plumlee's contract. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'd rather have Dwight for two more years at 23, 24 Bucks. million a year than pay Miles Plumlee uh, 37 and a half million over the next three. Uh, Hey, the Hornets are small market. They're not going to get many free agents. They had a really rough season last year. Maybe they can turn it around with a guy like Dwight. But well, also they've been trying to or go on PJ. Well, I was just going to say like there's this everyone's been making, which is like I, I could understand. It's like the Steve Clifford connection where 
he was Dwight's assistant in Orlando and then for the one year with the Lakers. Um, so they have a pretty good relationship. Um, so like from that perspective, I'm like, okay. Um, I, um, I also kind of just like, it is like, like you were saying, oh, so wild. You got, like, this is weird. This is, um, like if you had said, I saw this on Twitter from someone, I cannot remember who it was, so I'm sorry, but it's like, if you in 2009 had told, like, if you had told someone in 2009 what Dwight Howard would have been traded for, like that haul, and that trade would have gone out in 2017, like some, I think people would have probably put you into an institution because they'd be like, what the, Marco Bellinelli and Miles Plumley for Dwight? They wouldn't even know who Miles Plumley is, though. Sure they would. He's the budding star at Duke University, okay. <laughs> starting the staple of a family. A family of dominance at Duke University. I do want Dwight to play for every team in the Southeast, though, so he needs to get traded to the Heat at some point um, while this contract's up. And then I do have a low. I have. A, I'm gonna try to really hedge it a, a future bet to show how smart I am. But I can see in Dwight's last year of his contract getting traded somewhere, getting bought out, and then he's gonna sign with the Warriors. For like the minimum, and he'll be like he'll fill like the Zaza role or whatever, and play like twenty minutes. But this like that'll be the last year before like Clay's contracts up. So it's like it'll be their last run, and the Warriors are gonna really look for like how can we be hated like more. And Dwight Howard is like the one way. Like then you could just if if you had Dwight Howard to that team, one it shows that you can outlive the Dwight virus, but two. It show it would just like I, you would get this extra level of hate because like people would just be so upset that Dwight Howard was going to get a championship. Yeah, it, it could happen, dude. Like, every anything's on the table for Dwight Howard now. Yeah, I mean he's gonna get he's gonna have a weird rest of his career now. Like this officially, I thought him going to Atlanta, he was just gonna kind of ride it out there and kind of be obscured in like. Just NBA obscurity, but no, he's gonna. He, it might be a thing where he gets like moved every like two years now, every two months almost. I'd be. Dwight Howard should just play for every NBA team. I take. So you're saying for a month. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> and so you're he could be the J- Javale McGee, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Oh, of. Wow. To think that he has. Been he's the best be a Hall player, of Famer. On, best player on Files team. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a uh, Hall of Famer. At the, like another reason, like another thing to look at. Like, dude will probably be in the Hall of Fame, and like he'll just be this like bag of goods that no one wants. This is just depressing me. Let's move on to D'Angelo to Brooklyn, which probably isn't gonna make me much what? happier because I just what? feel bad for the guy. I feel uh, bad for D'Angelo in this scenario. It's not like he's moving to, like, Utah. He's going to New York. He's going to live good out there. He's going to end up coast getting a to nice... Coast to coast. Yeah, he's going to get a nice pay cut. Or not pay, pay cut. cut. <laughs> yeah. That would make cuts. it feel great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to get a nice pay raise eventually. He's going to get the keys to that organization because they have nothing else. I couldn't name three players on the Nets right now. Oh, we've played that game. That's... A terrible game. Um, 
But... Should we play it? Okay. Do they still have Booker? They have Randy Foy, Rondé Holley, Jefferson. Oh, he's still Jeremy, Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Okay. Okay. okay Trevor Booker. Players. They do have Trevor Booker still. Okay. And now Mozgov. Mozgov. That's that's just garbage. And they have um, Sean Kilpatrick. He's a great 2K player. <laughs> I don't know about real life, but 2K, he's fantastic. Randy Foy. Yeah. I think he played on them last year. Yeah, he's Randy Foy. Was on yeah, start it. Tell you what, you play that game with starting five, though, and it's just not happening. <laughs> like, I think oh, I named them most of them. Really? I mean, what, well, of last year's team, what was Brooke Lopez? It was. Is Jarrett Jack there? Because I feel like he's still in the Yeah, NBA. Jarrett Jack's on that team. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, All right, was, so we I, know more about the Nets than we thought. But anyway, so let's let's talk about the Because we're your NBA experts. Oh, yes. We never We don't know who's going to. Right. Uh, but it was uh, this seemed like a trade that benefited both teams in one way or another. The Lakers are only making this to shed Timofey Mozgov's contract. Um, but they all, I mean, they get, if they end up, like, who knows what happens with Paul George, but Paul George come to the Lakers. Uh, this team is interesting with, like, Brooke Lopez, he's, he's a good center in the NBA. Like, he's gotten a bad shake in being on a, just a dog shit team the last couple years. Uh, but he can shoot threes. He's, like, tailored his game towards uh, modern NBA. He can do some stuff. Um, more likely, the, it's still going to be a very, uh, work in progress year for the Lakers. Like if yeah. they were pushing for an eight seed, I'd be very surprised, but no, they won't just be. depends what happened with who they get this off season. Uh, yeah. Winners and losers of this trade winner Lakers. They got an expiring deal and got rid of the Moscow winner nets. They get a shot at a young player, uh, with some pedigree. Yeah. And some, a future, uh, losers, Probably D'Angelo, but maybe a winner. Like, he's probably got a... Well, I'm going to say, like, a 40% chance of coming out of this, like, all right. I mean, worse, like, if anything, like, when I was thinking about this more, like, Inicio is like, damn, that sucks for D'Angelo. Because I like D'Angelo. Um, like, people might say, like, oh, Cat was the definitive, the definitive number one pick, but he wasn't. It was between Cat, Ja, and and D'Angelo of like who should go number one of that draft class it was those three guys um I still think D'Angelo has a pretty good chance I think um he uh from the perspective of like getting drafted to a team um I think the fact he got drafted um and I'm 98% sure as I say this but like his rookie year was the last year of Kobe right yeah yeah yes that was fucking stupid um also like the he, all those also the Snapchat incident. Yeah. Well, that yeah, there's that. Like that's he needed to mature too. But like just from like on the basketball court developing, like he was having to like sit in the fourth and was like not playing because like of Kobe. You know he's losing minutes and touches and all that to Kobe. Uh, so not a great rookie year. Then that happens. Doesn't have a great second year. Whatever. So like maybe a fresh start. He'll like be able to go. And like my spin on it is that. Like, on bad teams, someone has to score, so, like, why not it be him? Also, with D'Angelo Russell, there's enough good offensive players in L.A. right now where he couldn't just do everything. 
which is basically what he did at Ohio State and when he was at his best. Now he can, like with the Nets, if anyone else shoots the ball and D'Angelo doesn't like it, they're going to tell him very smooth. <laughs> they're going to tell like the D'Angelo. other player just shut the fuck up and sit down. This is D'Angelo. Whatever he wants. Sit he down, be humble. Team. Yeah, exactly. Be humble. Uh, Maybe you guys are right, and I should be a little more optimistic. I mean, this I don't feel it. great for him. I mean, I, I think it would have been better if he had gone to, like, like a team with at least, like, one other, like, competent pro player on it. Um, oh, yeah. Like, the Heat would be – he'd probably be really freaking good on the Heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he probably would. That he would um, also look sick in a Heat jersey. That's true. Let's hey, we're we're running a little long. I want to make sure we have some time oh, to talk about the draft here. We should not apologize yeah, for that. We should have prefaced at the beginning. There was we were gonna do a just a draft pod, and then the NBA got drunk, and so here we are. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so this is to be expected. We should have prefaced that, but. That's all right. We've got some time to run through the draft. You're um, in too deep now. You're in too deep. Whoever's listening, you have to keep going. And you're, you know, you're probably listening to this. You know, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Gonna be listening to this right before the draft, so you're gonna be yeah. waiting all podcasts up to this point to actually get into some draft stuff, and we can finally dive into it a little bit. I, I think starting with the first pick uh, that the Sixers got from Boston. I don't think there's any doubt that Markel Fultz is going here. Um, it's going to be Markel. Sick. That's sick. I, I've conflicted feelings on Markel. I love him, but... <laughs> okay. How, all right, here's <laughs> the preface. There, hey, there's a hey, preface. Hey, before, like, we get, before we do anything else, let's all be very transparent. Taylor, you can start. I'll put you on the spot since you're the guest. How many games of, of Washington basketball did you watch this year? Full games... Zero. Okay. I watched like maybe three halves, and that's it. But then I I've got four halves. I've got okay. four halves, so two full games. Ultra, how many? How much Washington basketball did you watch? I watched probably three halves. I did wow. not watch a full so, game. So hopefully, as, as long as we all watch different games, like yeah, we collectively can come up with a good uh, opinion on Marco Folds. So my biggest issue with him. Is a played on a bad college team. Played on bad college team, but even apparently, like I've read that even his AAU team. I don't know if it's just pickup games or the actual AAU games. His teams didn't win a ton. He only lost four games in high school. Okay, well, never mind that. But I don't. That could have been his high school, like <laughs> his high schools. I don't know about his AAU team. Okay, but the thing that scares me the most about him is he has. A very long and slow release, but the reason is because he he has fucking monstrous wingspan. He's pterodactyl arms. It's like a six nine wingspan. Yeah, and he his release point is really high, and to get to that, it's a long release. And in college, that's not an issue at all. And the pros, I think, unless he, I mean, it's something that he can fix, but it's something that could early on in could his career. Him. Yeah. Could hinder his success a little bit. Plus there's not a ton of great three point shooters on the uh, Sixers. So he's gonna have to take a lot more. 
Yeah. But I mean, it's going to be an adjustment. If you can have a healthy, you know, they've kind of got a young big three now with Embiid and Ben Simmons. And if those two can stay healthy with Mark Fultz, I like their chances. Like, if Saric's yeah. there too. Um, Even like Robert Covington. He's yeah. turned into a quietly yeah. a nice player. Stauskas I like him too. turned into a good role player. Yeah, he's like a guy you can team. have off the bench. Yeah. yeah, they have some options. Um, and T.J. McConnell. Don't forget about T.J. McConnell. Oh, great. Oh, never. Player. <laughs> uh, clearly a starting point guard in the NBA. Obviously. But then we uh, we move on to the number two pick. And well, with oh, the oh. – Go ahead. I just wanted to say, like, we just got to – we just got to put all of our good basketball mojo into getting Joel through a full NBA season. He's the best. Yeah, like, I'm all like in we, on that. America needs Joel Embiid to bring us together. Like, yeah. we're a divided country. I believe Joel Embiid and his social media campaigns can take this divided country and bring it together. But we need him to be relevant and playing in the basketballs, playing in the basketballs leagues. We need him to be um, the shining hope for this team. We need the process to be there for when the process prevails. And that is all. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, PJ. Let's uh, <laughs> let's hope for a healthy season for Embiid. Lord knows the guy's had a ton of bad I luck just, with injuries. I'm, that's my guy. We got to help. No, so we got to root for our people out here. I'm also. glad you said it. But uh, one guy that people, I would say, in general, do not unanimously – root for or against would be uh, Lonzo Ball and the entire Ball family. And uh, it's looking like he's going to go number two with D'Angelo going. I mean, there's some speculation to see uh, potentially Darren Fox going to number two instead. But it just seems like it's destiny that Lonzo Ball's going here. He's got the right genes and the right last name. That's what the scouting report I read on uh, someone named LeVar Ball... (laughs) on Twitter was saying that. So I, I, I it seems like he's an expert. I think we should take his word for it. He's also saying something about if you can't afford some sort of shoes, you're not a big baller. So, yeah, guy seems like he's got a good head on his shoulder, probably knows a lot about basketball. So I think, yeah, Alonzo's got to be a Laker, right? If you're not spending at least 500 on your basketball shoes, not you're a big not- ball. You're not a basketball player. No, you're not a big baller. You're, you just play recreational at that point. Not a big baller. Um, but no, I, I like Lonzo Ball a lot. Um, yeah, he's just an awesome passer. I think he's a little bit better of an athlete than some people give him credit for. He's not the fastest, but he can jump. He's relatively long. And he uh, his shot's wonky, but it goes in, so... Who cares? It's it's relatively yeah. I mean, quick I'm release. That's where he gets Go the on. biggest knock is on his shot for sure. But but Sean Marion had the wonkiest shot and he still shot well. It can be wonky as long as it's quick and accurate. Yep, yeah. you're right. I bet I mean, you would. Ar- I would argue shot. his. I would argue Lonzo's is is long. It's quite the wind up to get up there, but yeah. He's uh, I I mean if you if he goes in saying that I'm gonna I'm not gonna be doing step back threes here and I'm just gonna hit spot ups, 
I think he'll have a lot of success because he hit he, I mean, he hit 40% in college. I mean, you're right. He made it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty streaky. I mean, it's like him getting a shot up. With, I mean, when he was making his threes, it was pretty streaky for the most part. Um, but, I mean, he'll have his uh, – like he'll have time to develop that, and I think get off a competent shot, and maybe off to switch up his form and do some different things there a little bit. Um, but like, dude's like one of the more unreal passers and has some crazy vision that uh, is like something that's going to give him quite the stretch of time. I think in the league, um, he's also an underrated rebounder. I feel like. Oh, he's long, like you said. He's yeah. He's gonna be like a Jason Kidd type of guy. At least, at least yeah. offensively, defensively. He's getting a lot of the Jay Kidd comps, which I I don't hate, but uh. I mean, I would take it. I love Jason Kidd. Yeah, I mean, I just really wanted Lonzo to see. To be honest, I just really wanted to see Lonzo on the Suns. So. Fun that I think would be super sick and I just don't want LeVar Ball to get his way I mean it could happen maybe the Lakers surprise us but like I would just really I think like yeah Lonzo and and Devin Booker together would be just a sick backcourt that'd be a lot of fun um so let's uh let's talk about Boston's pick at three and then we can bounce around the lottery here a little bit because I am curious I think Based off who's going to go here, it's going to kind of shape how the rest of the yep. top ten falls. Uh, seems like they're likely going to go with a wing here. Although I just did see a report that uh, they could potentially be looking at trading back again in the first round to take um, Dennis Smith. I love Dennis Smith. Yeah. I think he got bad rep. He also did come off a knee injury going into college, which I get why that scares people. But, man, I think if it was a different draft and his team was better. And also, you can't fault him that much for his team because they fired their coach halfway through the season and then asked the coach to continue coaching, which I've never heard of before that. Kick Duke's ass. Yeah, and he's... He played really well against Duke. If he plays as well as he did against Duke, like, yeah, you should draft him. He's sick. He's, like, just a bulldog. Offensively, I think he's a little comparable to Derrick Rose. Maybe, like, a Derrick Rose light, but he can play defense, which Derrick Rose can never really do. Maybe a little bit early in his career, but he got terrible. And, yeah, he's insanely athletic. He's got a little bit more of a shot than people give him credit for, I feel like. And he's a fun player. I mean, I've seen, I've watched games where he scores three points. And Who's inconsistent in college? Yeah. But, I mean, if you play long enough, a two-game season, he'll average out. Everyone's due for a few bad games. I don't think Ultra. I thought we talked about Dennis Smith once Ultra. I don't, I don't remember yeah, being as high on you've, him. You've brought you brought him up. I mean, he's he's a crazy crazy athlete. Um, might be crazy a little bit too. Who cares? So he might be a test. little bit crazy too. But I, I I I think what you're looking for an NBA point guard. He has those skills. How it's going to translate 
who knows? It seems like a lot of people are falling in love quite a bit with, like, I think his vertical leap at the combine was like 48 inches or yeah. something. He's getting I mean, the Steve Francis comps. Just an absolute oh, unbelievable Steve. athlete. And you need, like, in the NBA, you need a need a point guard that can score as well as facilitate. So, you know, he's not the biggest defending at the NBA. Maybe a challenge for him. But, like, if he ended up going to the Timberwolves and they wanted to move on from Rubio, uh, I mean, cool. he's the kind of guy I'd like to see. He's fun to watch no question but if you guys if you guys think that the celtics end up keeping their pick at three who do you see going tatum it's josh jackson, jackson. <clears throat> you think it's gonna be josh jackson yeah i mean oh see let's let's talk let's well discuss. so i don't get i mean like josh jackson i think he'd be a fine player but like for like what the, the celtics already kind of have like a couple josh jacksons on their team like he like as far as like rounding out a team and just also like potential, like Jason Tatum I think has like the highest ceiling. Um, as far as like where he can go, I mean offensively he's probably the most established player in this draft. Um, and as a physical freak, uh, he just like watching Duke games. Every time he's on the court, it's just like it was pretty just like crazy looking at as far as like one there's never been a player kind of his physical stature like he was a souped up justice winslow just like from a physical looking standpoint um doesn't have the defensive ability that justice has um but has the offense ability that justice winslow did not have uh and i mean i think they need someone that is gonna be able to catch and shoot and like just a, a second scoring option um, and I think he's kind of just a longer, smooth. I mean, he he's similar to Jabari in a lot of ways, um, as far as their games go. But like his is even a little bit like, I feel like his game is just a little bit more smooth. Where Jabari's was, like when I think of Jabari's game, it's a lot of, like hard dribbles and just like pounding the ball and and pushing it like. Jason Tatum's lines. yeah, Jason Tatum's got a little bit more of a of I mean he's got more of a side to side game. He, it's smoother. I mean he's just like a little bit more limber than Jabari is. Um so like yeah, I mean and er, ever since like it's basically just because of how it's looking like Josh Jackson and Jason Tatum, it's like who of those two dudes? You got to pick one. And like I just don't see as much with like the Josh Josh Jackson thing. Like I I get nervous with some of his wrists. Whereas it's like, and I think if you're bringing someone in a ball, it's like, which maybe you guys can shed some insight to me. But like when I'm looking at it, it's like, what is Josh Jackson that like Jalen Brown isn't? Like I, I feel like the Lakers or the the Celtics. They drafted Josh Jackson last year. It was Jalen Brown. So, like, if you're drafting Josh Jackson, that means you're not high on Jalen Brown, which I don't understand because I think Jalen Brown is just some flashes. So, it's like, if I'm looking, I need to add something. I need to add a piece. I'm not getting Paul George. I'm not, like, I need more scoring. Like, I would think Jason Tatum would be that guy. Well, I think Josh Jackson is a better, more consistent offensive player than Jalen Brown. 
don't get me wrong, I like Jalen Brown, but he shows flashes. And that's what he did in college, too. He showed flashes. He wasn't consistently fantastic, but people fell in love with him in the draft because he right measurables, right athletics, and those flashes, when he was showing those flashes, he was fantastic. Josh Jackson, I think, more consistently, and I think his shot is just, I mean, I don't have the numbers to prove it, so I could be wrong, but I always got the feeling that his shot was just more consistent, and his defense, I think, is better. He's... Yeah, okay. So... So would you say Josh Jackson's ceiling is higher than Jalen Brown's? Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, if I don't see that, but I mean, if you think that, I, I get where you'd make that move. What do you What do you think, Ultra? I, when I I watched a lot more of Josh Jackson this year, it just seemed like every time I turned on the TV, Kansas, Kansas was playing. Not to say I mean not to say I caught a I didn't see any Jason Tatum because Duke's not exactly hiding on national television. But um, <laughs> if I had to if I had to like if I had to bet my life on which player I think would be an NBA a better NBA player, I would take Josh Jackson. Um, I Let's think that I wouldn't take that bet. Um, they're pretty close. I'm t- like I, I think they're pretty close now. Uh, I think that there's better scoring potential with Jason Tatum, but I just see him being a little more one-dimensional scorer where I think Josh Jackson could be better from a rebounding perspective, offers you a little more versatility on the defensive side of the ball. He's a little thin now. He's got to bulk up a little bit. Uh, and there have been a lot, of, a lot of question marks about his shooting too, but um, – he shot well in college. It's not the best looking shot in the world, and I would say nope. Jason Tatum is a better shooter. But I, I, there's just something about him. I, I, it's not a, a tangible thing with him. He's just like he's just an intense player. I, I just always going high motor, made big plays. I just liked him. I, yeah. So I'd have to take him. But I, well, so so I do I do think Jason Tatum is going to go three though. He got yeah. like it but, just seems like he's gonna be the guy. Well, so that's like my last point with this is like I don't necessarily I'm not that high on Josh Jackson. I'm not saying he won't be a great like a good pro, but if I mean one thing you always have to talk about and it, it with the NBA more than anything else, it's like a huge point of this is that situation is about half of it as well like I would say any guy that's getting picked about 50% of it is like what the situation they're going into. And I feel like Jason Tatum, where like some of his criticism came, where it's like, well, you know, Duke, he didn't show up at points. Like, he didn't, wasn't like the star for Duke and moments. Like, he didn't take over games and Duke needed him. I feel like being in a culture like Boston would help him. And I think just if you look at the style and the team and like what's already on the rosters. Like, to me, it makes sense. Like, Jason Tatum going to Boston is a better fit than Josh Jackson. In reverse, the same thing you're saying. Like, Josh Jackson is a better fit for Phoenix than Jason Tatum. So, like, in my mind, it's like if it goes 3 4 and it goes Tatum, Jackson, you've got guys that are probably both starting out with, like, 
I'd say almost the same like starting point as far as their games go. Like different strengths, different weaknesses, different gains. There's just like level of prospect. They're about even because people are, have been going back and forth this entire time on them. But if you want them both to have a chance, like I'd really like it if they both ended up. I think if Tatum ends up in Boston, Josh Jackson ends up in Phoenix, like those two have the best opportunity to flourish and develop as far as players go and like actually reach a, a nice potential. Right. Well, uh, like I said, I, th- I think Tatum's going to end up going there. Um, yeah. But it wouldn't surprise you if Josh Jackson ended up doing or if the Celtics end up making a move on draft day. But let's do a little rapid fire. So if if it ends up being, let's assume it's it's Fultz, Ball, Tatum, one, two, three. I'll do a little rapid fire. So Phoenix. Uh, so PJ, you first, and then Taylor. Who do you guys think is going to go there? Yeah, I think Josh Jackson. I'd go Josh Jackson. How about Sacramento? <sighs> see, they're interesting. I don't really know because I could see them going. I could see them taking like. I could see I could see De'Aaron. I could see Dennis Smith. I could see like. So here's the the thing I really want to talk to you about more like than anything. Ultra is like, which of the top six teams fuck up so that the, the T Wolves get Jonathan Isaac. The answer is Orlando. Because well, so they, I think it's the Kings and or like that's what I mean. Like between those two teams, if I had to bet my life on literally anything, I would bet that the Kings fuck up a draft pick any year. They that, take Laurie Markin five. No, yeah. I think they take. I, De- I think they're shocked. gonna. T- I think they're gonna take De'Aaron Fox at five. That would make the most sense. I'm yeah, that's a good pick for them. Then yeah, I think De'Aaron Fox problem. is sick. I think De'Aaron Fox is. I'm fully on board that bandwagon. I went from. So just like a small preface, like I went from being like Malik Monk is the best player on the Kentucky, like De'Aaron Fox is even close second, like Malik, it's Malik Monk's team, like I'm a huge, I still am huge Malik Monk fan, but like the last like three months of the college basketball season, especially in the tournament, like and everything after the tournament, like since that till now, like. De'Aaron Fox is like I'm in love with De'Aaron Fox now too like those two dudes together like I just wish I could have taken what I feel now and like gone back to the start because I'd probably watch every Kentucky game because um, De'Aaron Fox I think is going to be a successful pro Um, oh yeah he's got the right head I think he's got the right mentality and it's all the shit that's come out about him and like wanting to take it to Lonzo because all this stuff LeVar said like that's the kind of stuff like he reminds me a lot of Russell, like so much so, like a lot of just like his attitude, like his style, just like there's so much about him that I'm like this dude, this dude's special. I think. Right. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean, there are two big questions for me. Is that, you know, is Jonathan Isaac gonna get snagged up at five or six? And honestly, if he went earlier than that like I could see another team falling in love with the guy because he's what you want in modern NBA guy that can guard multiple positions he's shown the ability to shoot threes at a decent clip in college and he just looks like he has a good stroke like his it doesn't look like his jump shot is going to be a problem you can work it's workable you could develop a three-point shot in the NBA but if, if if he ends up if he ends up if he ends up being taken 
I'm praying Malik Monk goes at seven. And if he doesn't, and they go Lori, and the two wolves end up going Lori Markinen, I I'm seeing that everywhere in mock drafts. Doesn't make any sense to me. I feel I, like I they're gonna trade it. See, that they wasn't wouldn't surprise me if they traded it. But if I mean, if they take Lori Markinen at seven, that just doesn't seem to make sense at all to me. Do you think so, Taylor? No, not at all. They need defensive players on that team because they have three 20-point scores already. No team on earth can have four. They could use Malik Monk. Oh, Malik Monk would be fun as a six-man, and I would absolutely love that, especially with Levine coming back from a knee injury. They they could use him in the short term and long term. I love Malik Monk, but Laurie Markinen makes no sense to me. I do love Jonathan Isaac there. My two bits, or my two cents on whatever the expression is, on uh, Jonathan Isaac is I see a lot of people talking about his offensive potential and how fantastic he could be offensively. I've seen Durant comps, which I think is the most insane thing ever. Because yeah, like, come on. He's built like him a little bit, and that's about where it ends. <laughs> yeah, and he's going to be a defensive just – Stalworth. He's going to be fantastic defensively, and he's going to be efficient as hell, but I don't think he'll ever be a 20-point scorer, which is fine. Like, you can... He also have... brushes his hair, so he has an advantage on Kevin Durant from that perspective. He also won't wear hats, so <laughs> something to keep an eye well, on. De'Aaron Fox, in the draft? De'Aaron Fox also said, like, well, De'Aaron Fox came out and said, like, I hope whatever team drafts me has a visor. And I was like, that's <laughs> fucking dope. That's so No funny. one wants to look like Alfred Payton. Did a couple years ago. Oh bad. my god, so ridiculous. I looked at that video like two days ago, and I just like, I don't know, how it came. It popped up on Twitter, so I just started to die. I was like, "Why do you don't even put the hat on, dude? Just like walk up there, just hold it above your hair." Yeah. Um, but uh, let's uh, before before we head out here, guys, let's um, I'd like to hear a few sleepers from you guys. Some some guys that haven't gotten as much chatter going into the draft. Some chatter. Yeah, so if you Taylor, have one or two guys to keep Taylor, an eye on. Talk, oh, man, I got like five. Talk about our mans. Talk about our mans first. first. This is the guy that I now want the Bulls to draft that Taylor, to preface, sent me a text like three weeks ago on and was like, hey, what do you think of this person that Taylor's about to name? And I was like. You can say his name. We're about to talk about him. Yeah, still, I want you to say it. I want okay. you to have the credit for this. But he was like, hey, what do you think about this player? And I was like, uh, I know who he is. Um. Outside that, I don't have much thoughts for him. Um, and then I looked him up like two weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, and I was like, yo, this is who I want. I'm in on this dude. And that dude is Taylor? Terrence Ferguson. Terrence I, Ferguson. I love Terrence Ferguson. He's 6'7", good at, phenomenal athlete. He can jump out of the gym. Um, Beautiful-looking three-point shot. He's just so much fun to watch when he's on. He wasn't that great in Australia last year. Yeah, so this this dude preface is like kind of like the Brandon Jennings situation. Exactly. He played uh, in Australia rather than going to college because yeah. he's about that money, and I'm about that life. <laughs> also, you go to Australia for a year. That yeah, that's like, fucking dope. Yeah, but yeah, he's athletic as hell. He has one dunk that you just watch this one dunk. It's an and one where he takes off like a step inside the. He slams it from down under. And, yeah, you're fully on board. And then, like, I think it was the McDonald's All-American game or it might have been the, um, whatchamacallit, the World versus the Euro game. I'm blanking on the name of it. But he had 21 points on seven for seven threes. 
yeah. and just sprinting down court. I think worst case scenario, I mean, okay, he's pretty raw, so worst case he could be pretty bad. He's probably Terrence Ross. Yeah, that's who I was going to say, a Terrence Ross type, which I would still take Terrence Ross on my team any day of the week. But like as bad a seventh Terrence man. Ross. Yeah. Like but poor like, man's Terrence Ross. But also, here's the thing. like If you're taking in picks between 10 to 20 you're generally or yeah generally you're in basketball purgatory so why not just fucking roll the dice go after a guy that potentially could be awesome i think realistically he could develop into a jr smith type which once again i would take jr smith on my team most days of the week at least six days of the week um but He's 19 years old with a beautiful shot, and he's uber-athletic. He could turn into a Paul George. I wouldn't bet anything on it, maybe a dollar, but... He needs to get some muscle. That's, yeah. like, the thing I've seen with this dude is, like... He weighs, like, 186, so it's like, we need to get this boy, like... But just well, all the carbs. He can have all the carbs that I don't want to eat. Brandon Ingram's 190, which is insane. Yeah, same. I mean, like, we need to get this boy bulked up. Um, get him working on his jump shot, but I don't think he has like the worst form. But it's, yeah, for like the Bulls, he's like the guy. Like Bulls don't have anyone like him. They should draft him because I swear to all whatever god you pray to, I'm gonna swear <laughs> at him because if the Bulls draft Justin Jackson, I will literally I will like Mitch Trubisky will be the best draft pick in Chicago. That happens. Like I just, I cannot go through another year of the Bulls drafting, like a three-year, also starter, like from a a top basketball program who like can shoot, but then when he gets to the Bulls, is not gonna be able to shoot, and he's not athletic. Like I want some athletic raw dude that's like we at least can like we can at least talk for like two years about like oh his potential, and like I can be like, well once he develops a jump shot, once he gets bigger, like. I want to bank on those things. Like I, I've seen that work. Like it's it's pretty freaking nice. One of those people is is someone that's gonna give the Bulls a ton of trouble. And my tr- my like my God, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Also, like okay, two things. I would never swear at Giannis. By the way, he's the one God I wouldn't swear at. Um, if you're in basketball purgatory, like. If you keep missing, you're going to be bad enough to get a top draft pick, and then in a few years, you'll be on the top, potentially. I mean, you have to do your due diligence. Or you could get a Giannis Antetokounmpo. I just pronounced that wrong. PJ is going to hit me later. Um, And he ends up being great. Or like a Kawhi Leonard, they could end up being great. You take a chance on guys. Also, Justin Jackson, though, I don't. I would never take him. Best case scenario, he's a more offensive version Danny of. Danny Green. I was, no, because he can't even play defense. I would say Danny Green can't play. Oh, nah, he really can't play that of defense. Okay. Danny Green also doesn't dribble. Yeah, that's true. But like, I was going to say Tony Snell, and we just traded Tony's oh. as a Bulls fan. We traded Tony Snell for. Oh, Michael. Michael we Cordero. lost the we lost the Tony Snell trade. Yeah, yeah, we did. Damn yeah, it. yep, you did. Um, Who's your? Who do you got, Ultra? Uh, 
so I'm not going to claim to be anything close to college basketball prospect. Expert. Ultra likes Justin Jackson. Um, <laughs> I do not like Justin Jackson. Hell like, yeah. I do like, I like Deont- Deontay Burton oh, is a guy I'd oh. like to keep your eye on second round. Okay. Um, My guy. He's, he reminds me of a guy that could go under the radar a little bit, a Draymond Green type. He's a little smaller, but he can dunk the fuck out of the basketball. Got nice touch, explosive. Um, I think that if he could get a little, like I think he needs to drop a few lbs and lean up a little bit so he could defend more positions. But uh, people are saying like he would be like a center. Yeah, I mean maybe he maybe he's a Wild. he's a four he's a four six, or five. Six. He's not gonna be guarding threes, tell you that. He's not even six. He might be six four. Like he would he's be six, like four. he's like if he panned out would be like a souped up version. He'd be like modern Charles Barkley. Yeah, he's just so athletic and so strong. I just think he's gonna be able to overpower smaller guys that are guarding him. Yeah. I I love that you said Deontay Burton, because I thought I was gonna have to bring him up. I love Deontay Burton so much. Once again, I kind of hope he ends up on the Bulls because uh, no one's got a better scouting report on Deontay Burden than Fred Hoiberg. That's true. That's true. That would be pretty tight. I um, One guy I wanted to talk about, I was sharing Terrence Ferguson with, with uh, Taylor, but uh, I'm really not necessarily like uh, I think he's going to be good. I want him to be good, but like I'm just really interested to see how the NBA handles Harry Giles because be interesting. like he was obviously like a top five recruit um was hurt like not in the right situation uh, not not right situation but it was a, just like never was able to actually like get comfortable get established on Duke struggled but like still showed flashes like, I'm really interested to see kind of where he lands because I think he could be one of those guys that, along with, like, Terrence Ferguson, like, those dudes where it's, like, you look back and you're, like, well, yeah, like, there's, like, these, like, things that obviously, like, we know and it's just, like, for whatever reason, like, there's these silly almost, like, I don't know if they're like, catty, but it's just, like, these, like, silly reasons, like, why they fell and it's, like, you know, sometimes, like, the classic thing is where it's like, oh, well, we could see Harry Giles go in the top 15. And then it's like, Harry Giles doesn't go in the top 15. So then the it's teams. Like 45. The teams that, yeah, go from, like, 16 through, like, 24, 25 are like, well, these teams pass. And I'm like, there's got to be something wrong. So they all get spooked. And then it's like, then the Spurs end up with them. Or, like, some team, like, just ends up with them that, like, shouldn't. Um, that also, on the flip side of that, could be, like, almost like a name I'm going to use in references, like a Perry Jones, who fell, and fell, and fell, and fell, and I was like, same, like uh, that's who I look at this almost the same way as, it's like, Perry Jones, some people are like, oh, he could be a late, like, end of lottery, or he could be, like, in the second round, and he ended up going to the Thunder, ended up not being very good at all, um, and, like, Harry Giles kind of got that feel to me, like, same, t- not same game, but just, like, going in the draft type thing but i i would i would think like a team it's kind of you know trying to get some young talent just you know whatever like wherever it may be like you need to hit on something like i think the net should be taking harry giles i think the thunder should try to take harry giles um thunder have a lot of bigs though 
Yeah, but he's kind of, I mean, then you can move one of them. I don't know. It's like, yeah, you need to, like, clear some stuff out. But, I mean, like, or the Raptors. Um, Raptors would be fun. You know, just some of those teams. Like, someone just needs to be kind of, like, take a risk. And it's like, if you're if you're picking between, like, 20 and later, like, you should do it. Just because, like, what else is better? Unless there's some dude you're just, like, gushing over. Um, like, you're, you're just guessing a lot of it. And I feel like... He's he's a guy that you should kind of get. You should take the take the guess on, and maybe I'm a little biased because I really wanted to be good at Duke, and he was just yeah. Yeah, I think there may be a little bias here, but I'm rooting for the kid. He's just yeah. Knee injuries are scary, man. Yeah, yeah, they are. But yeah, if you're taking him in the end of the first round, it's like all right, like whatever. Um, yeah. I also am just really excited to see where Jordan Bell goes. I love Jordan Bell. I think he could be a great player. Not a great player, but a great. I just think he's player. gonna. He got like. I'm just excited to see where he goes because that dude probably would not have gotten drafted six months ago, and I just love dudes that like just balled out for the NCAA tournament. And now they're gonna get paid. I mean, Kenneth Fareed, he turned out pretty solid. He was relative no name. He won. There's also Tyrus Thomas. Oh God, no! That's ultimate, cool. ultimate dude crushed it in the tournament. And got the most paid. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, Good on him, but he was terrible. Um, yeah, I love Jordan Bell. Uh, just a few other players I want to write off real quick. Um, Motley from Baylor. I think he could be a real good player. I like Motley. Not a Motley guy. Not a Motley guy? No, not a Motley guy. Alter, He's you a Motley a- guy? I kind of liked Motley, at least mm-hmm. for, like, six-man, spark-off-the-bench yeah. type of player. That. In the sec- I mean, after 20, that's really what you're hoping I'm really for. invested yeah. in Nigel's William Goss. I really liked him. The Gonzaga guy. Oh. I really want him to get drafted by, like, a cool team. Um, also, I love Samuel Julie. Oh, former Duke transfer, yeah. That yeah. dude's uh, killed it at SMU. He I don't really be- see... He's one of those dudes that doesn't really have a position, though, in, in the NBA. But the NBA is going away Position, from I know they are, but, like, I still, like, he reminds me, like, he's going to be, like, Jeff Greenish or, like, he's, like, that type of dude where it's just, like, he doesn't really fit one way or the other. He's, like, he, he's... Oh, that's fair. He just seems like he'd be, like, a bench dude. He'll be, like, a perennial bench guy. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, he could carve out an eight-year career pretty easily, I feel like. He's got a good shot. He can play small ball four. He's a strong motherfucker. So, yeah. What you're not high in John Collins though, right? Oh no, no, not at all. I think he tries to play too much above the rim. He doesn't know how to control under the rim. From everything I've seen, he's just a leaper, and he got away with it in college. But he's not like a DeAndre Jordan level leaper, where he's and he's not as strong. I mean, I guess he might be stronger than I think he is, but he always seemed kind of lean to me. Um, he's a lean body, but he's strong. He's lean. got some meat too. I mean, like he's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's six ten. Yeah, like he's like got some. You know, he need to still get maybe nice if he got bigger, but yeah. But uh, I think he tries to jump too much, and I want to see more post moves out of him. I want to see better box outs from him. I think he really dominated for that. For the MB, or for the college, above the I mean, rim. He ended the se- he ended his year nice, which is like why he's getting talked about. Yeah, 
Also, I think people think he's a better shooter than he is because he had one good shooting day at the combine. But he's not really long. Like, he's yeah. not a very long dude. Like, I think as I'm looking right now, his wingspan is... Where's his wingspan? Walter, what do you think of John Collins? I kind of want to talk about him because every mock I've seen, I've seen him going to Denver, and I wanted to give some ta- shout-outs to our boy Deuce. I haven't watched um, him much, dude. Like, okay. I don't have much hey, of an way to be honest. Way to be honest. Yep. I'm kind of like in between on him. I like, I wish he was longer than he is, because then I'd be like, yeah, this dude's solid. Um, but like he's, he's got like a decent game. But I just like don't know if he just was nice in college and that's it. Um, when I see him, I think of a Todd Gibson that doesn't play great defense, which <laughs> that's that's fair. He's probably got a little bit more offensive start than Taj did. Probably a little bit, but yeah. Um, Who I, else? Who else you got, Taylor? Oh, I just want to say I hate um, Kennard. I Whoa! I know that's a Duke boy, but my problem is... He's white. Pretty much, yeah. Fuck white people. Um <laughs> No, I actually, yeah, that's very much it. I don't like white Duke players. You and most of the country. Not even just Duke players. I don't like white wings born in America. Name, you got Wally Zerbiak and Kirk Heinrich. Chandler Parsons. He phased out pretty quick. Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward is the exception, but there's so many players. and J.J. Redick. Okay, yeah. But also... Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> Kennard is an average college athlete, which means he's going to be a below-average NBA athlete. So, I don't. I just don't see him being able to do much more than a spot-up shooter. Like, I get that he has great footwork. He, he's relatively tall. Um, but I don't... I don't see him having much of a career. I was the same way about uh, Doug McDermott as Whoa. PJ. Yeah, PJ knows that. Taylor just wanted to come on this pod to say how I lo- he beat won a bet against me. Gary Harris all the way. Uh, <laughs> Gary Harris between Gary Harris and Doug McDermott. Damn it, I forgot about that. I set myself up for embarrassment. Yeah. Damn it. Um, Love also, you still, Doug. Also, another white person I don't like is TJ Leaf. Oh. I, uh... I think he's he's going to be a bench player in the NBA, which is fine. But I think people are starting to oversell him a little bit. I think he's going to be... I want to compare him to... Um, what's his name? Collison, who's probably still on the Thunder. He yeah. is. He is, yeah, exactly. Um, he's... I mean, he's got more of a three-point shot, so he's a more modernized Collison, but at the same time... I don't see him more than like a seventh or eighth man, and people are trying to sell him as a sixth, possibly starter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's the, also like the couple of those centers that like are projected in the middle, like Bam, Abayu. I actually kind of like Bam, but yeah. I don't think he's going to be much. I like I like Justin Patton. I like Bam. The Jared Allen thing. I know you and I thought we're not. Huge Jared Allen dudes. No. Ultra, do you have any 
any takes on those young centers? Like Justin Patton is the guy that I like the most. Um, yeah. yeah. Bam just have I don't know, man. Like I, he just doesn't seem to have a lot of touch. Like he may, maybe he'll develop better once he's in the NBA. Like he's just raw. He's, he's just one of those guys. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Justin Patton, I always really liked. He is he's really under control under the rim. I feel like you could use him a lot in pick and roll situations. He's long. He's skinny though. That's the concern with him yeah. is that if he gets on the block against a legit center, he's not going to be able to hold his own against those type of guys. But if you're taking him mid late first round, have give the guy a year or two to develop and put some weight on. Maybe he turns into a good center. Like he has I good said, touch. He can have all the carbs. I'm not going to eat. That seems fair. You should yeah, tell him I think that. It's, I think it's a benefit if he's drafted by the Bulls. He gets that agreement. Whoever the Bulls draft, I hope they just all they need to do is put on weight because then it will be perfect. I will give them all the carbs that I'm not going to eat. You just going to mail it to them or? No, so like we're going to become like best friends. Obviously, I'm going to like be oh, their personal. Wow, this like, is a very elaborate guide. <laughs> I'm going to be like a, I'm going to be a guide to them in Chicago and we'll like show them. We'll have every meal together. They yeah. can eat all my French fries. Yeah. Well, if they uh, if they listen to this pod and stick to it this long, uh, you might uh, you might be onto something. Oh yeah. But uh, we should probably close up shop here, fellas. Um, As always, thank you, everyone, for listening. Very excited for the draft tomorrow, and we'll have to do another pod to recap and and give our thoughts on that, and maybe Taylor will join us for that pod as well. But uh, please check us out at thepointforwardnba.com and follow us at thepointforward on Twitter. Uh, Check us out on Facebook, and we'd love a review on Stitcher or iTunes. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. We forgot one thing. Okay. The Kawhi. The Kawhi. We have a hair, a, a hair stereo. Oh, you so, mean the? Do you mean the non-Kawhi Leonard haircut? It's a hair stereo. It's a hair stereo. Kawhi. The picture went out yesterday. It looked like Kawhi cut his hair, cut off his braids, but now reports are that the photo is altered and he has braids, so... The photo also looks like it's taken on a razor, like a Motorola razor. Like, it's grainy as hell. It is not a high-quality photo, but there's not a doubt in my mind. He's and still it's got, filtered he's, as fuck. He's still got those cornrows, baby. They're still Have you there. seen the picture of him in eighth grade with those cornrows? No. it's out there. His oh, uh, middle school that. ID is out there. All right, so along with leaving the point forward, a great review, check out the internet for some Kawhi 8th grade hair photos. Uh, (laughs) As long as Kawhi still has hair, I still believe. If LeBron and Kawhi both had shaved their head the same offseason, I don't know what I would have done. Been too much. Well, luckily that does not, I do not think that has happened, PJ. But, uh, hey, I'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the draft. Go Bulls, don't draft Justin Jackson.